Perry McNeil, welcome to Off-Road Live. Thank you very thank you very much, sir. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. <clears throat> Under the circumstances, I guess. No, we're doing good. Everything's cool. Well, uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let me do a proper introduction. Uh, we are on Off-Road Live, uh, live uh, with Perry McNeil, the king of Baja. And, of course, all of our friends are here with us, Ram Trucks, Marlboro, Hard Rock, Budweiser, Red Bull, and, of course, the Baja Racing Hall of Fame. This is a Baja Racing Hall of Fame special today, and uh, as well as Cabo Wabo Tequila. And, you know, uh, I have to tell you, Perry, uh, after all of the uh, adventures and adventuring uh, that uh, we've done over the years, both uh, through all the safaris and um, uh, with the uh, racing exploits uh, that you have introduced us to, uh, we're very thankful to have uh, copper fit gear and wear uh, uh, on our uh, persons uh, because, uh, quite frankly, with the uh, it, you know great adventures uh, at Baja Safari and Cabo Safari down at the resort, uh, we couldn't do without it. Uh, now, Perry, uh, thank you so much for calling in today for this interview. It's a special Baja Racing Hall of Fame uh, interview. Uh, this is the King of Baja. Perry McNeil. Now, Perry, the reason why we're talking today is not just because of the wealth of experience that you've got and everything that you've done in desert off-road, both in uh, the industry and also uh, in racing, but you have current plans, you've got current activities, you've got your Nora racing effort uh, right in front of you. Um, and we want to put a focus on uh, your racing exploits in the uh, upcoming uh, Mexican 1000. Um, are, have you seen any of the uh, race maps or anything for the event this year? Uh, yeah, they send us. Uh, they've already put on the internet the um, the more or less the map and the, the days and the dates and the times and so on and so forth. Um, they don't really give you maps because they don't want you pre-running because they there there's no pre-running for this race. And in fact, last year somebody pre-ran all the way to Los Negros. They got the, they got a map or whatever they and or they'd gotten it the day before, so they pre-ran to uh, to Los Negros and almost got disqualified for doing that. But um, yeah, so there's absolutely no pre-running in this race, which I don't necessarily like. That I'm always one to pre-run at least one time. And that way, you know, you can go forward at 100 miles an hour if you've been there and done that a week or two before. But when you haven't seen any of the terrain at all, you just you're you're totally totally uh, dependent on your GPS that you have and your co-driver that's going to tell you when that big hole comes up or, or whatever you know. <clears throat> but um, but it, it's a it's more of a social affair. It's kind of not not like the, the score of Baja 1000. That's uh, it's um, it's the green flag flag drops, the bullshit stops type of deal, and pedal to the metal from from uh, green flag to checkered flag. 
this is a five-day affair, and uh, and it's really not really rough rough terrain because I think there's oh a dozen or so uh, rally cars that are only what ten inches off the ground, and they don't have a whole lot of suspension or whatever, so they or big tires for a lot of sand or or silt stuff like that. So if it's uh, much a uh, very rough in any way, a lot of sand, a lot of silt, a lot of rocks, or a lot of whatever. They they find a better way around there, whether it's in nine times out of ten it's the highway, um, which I guess is all right. It's um, and and it's kind of cool because they, I think they call it the happiest race in the world or something like that because they want everybody to finish. Everybody that takes the green flag, they want them to to get to the the checkered flag. And some of these other other uh, entities that you race with, it's kind of like if nobody shows up the finish line, they don't have to pay, you know. So less guys show up the finish line to some extent, the better for them. Whereas these guys, they want everybody to, uh, to finish, you know. So it's, uh, it's like I said, it's more of a social affair than a, than a balls-to-the-walls uh, type of race that we just raced last weekend, which is the San Felipe 250. That, that was as hard as you can go from green flag to checkered flag, you know. So, But uh, anyway, we're excited about it. We're trying to get ready for it. We took the... Uh, I'm uh, I'm racing a a six door trophy truck pretty much. It's a Raptor. I made it into a six door, and we have so we have six people in the in this truck at all times. And usually there are six different people each day. Uh, at least the driver is different each day. And then if he has his own co-drivers to go with him, then they they get in the truck with him. And if not, then there's enough of us to to fill the seats all five days. But um, it's a blast. It's a it's I raced class one probably for oh fifteen years, maybe more. And uh, once I raced one time, I raced a class two car. Actually, it was a class eight. It was the first thing I, I when I got out of a and I raced a class eight. I thought this is so cool to have somebody sitting next to you to help you wrench on the truck or change a tire or take care of the vehicle while you go find help or or get out and have to get unstuck while you're going backwards and forwards. They can put rocks under their tires or whatever, you know. Or if you have to spend the night out in the middle of nowhere, it's cool to have somebody there to shoot the bull with you the whole night and keep you company, you know. So so I, once I got into Class 2, I, I never, at least a two-seater or more, I've never gotten back in a single-seater and don't care to ever. You know, it's just kind of a... Then I felt so selfish all these years of racing all by myself and, and all my pit crews and family and stuff that they couldn't enjoy the race because they were, I just had a single seat and I felt so selfish. You know, after I rolled one time in, in a two seat car, all of a sudden I, 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 I literally a, a real selfish feeling came over to, over my, over me. And I was like, dang, you know, for 15, 15, 17, 18 years, I've been riding, driving solo. And it's so selfish, you know. Now I now I'm I'm racing a six door, so I can get everybody in the in the in the car with me. So we're excited well, about no, it. Perry, it's that's a, no, Perry, that's a that's a that's a great uh, sketch on the motivation behind the vehicle that you've built for this particular event, um, and you know that there are seats available. And as a matter of fact, that uh, not only. Uh, can you participate by being a co-driver or, co- you know, a navigator or even just a passenger? You're in a captain's chair. You've got the race uh, radio uh, uh, set up for everybody in the vehicle. But also uh, you've, you've set up that uh, 
these these folks are driving along with you. Yes, there's um, there's we don't have all the seats filled yet, but uh, last year we did. We had we had five drivers for the five days, and it was cool. And the driver all he has is pay entry fee, and and uh, he can drive the vehicle uh, for that day, whatever day that is, you know. But uh, so. Um, Anyway, so it's 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 a it's a blast because there's six of you that are that are witnessing what's happening rather than just one guy behind the wheel like I did for so many years. You know, I, I started the uh, the three seat uh, vehicle. <coughs> I was the first one to do it. In fact, they kicked that that person out of my seat at the start line because I had three people in the vehicle. There was a misunderstanding. I had already okayed it before the race, but they they thought I was just going to race. Three different people were going to drive my 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 truck as I had soloed for 18 years. I've been soloing all my, I'd driven all all the races all by my lonesome, you know, and never really never had anybody helping helping me with the driving um, uh, privileges, you know. So I knew I so I started this uh, three seat deal, and, they, and these guys was always from Hungary <laughs> climbed in with me, and uh, they kicked him out at the start line. And then uh, after the race, I we settled it and said, was, I mean, he's safer than any of us. If the two guys in the front, if I eat a motorcycle or a cow or whatever, the two guys in the front are going to eat that motorcycle and eat that cow. But the guy in the back, he's he's pretty he's pretty safe back there, you know, in this little cave. And plus, he's got an X brace right right behind his head, you know, in the, in the back window and stuff. So he's safer than anybody. So they okayed it, and right off the bat, I mean, even the trophy trucks started putting three people in their in their vehicles, you know. And then I was the first one to have a four-seater. My I, I raced a uh, sport track, which has four seats in it, and I raced that one score several times. Just raced it this last weekend in in uh, the South Liberty 250. We ended up second place. We had a lot of problems, but but anyway. So but as I started the the, the four-seat situation, and now I've I've altered it to a six-seat, six people. So we have six people in the vehicle at all times in the, in the Nora race. Well, and what's really uh, uh, adventurous about this is that you're uh, starting the actual uh, competition from Ensenada, Baja, California, uh, all the way to the finish line uh, at uh, San Jose del Cabo, which is uh, really extraordinary. It's, uh, there's uh, no event like this. And, uh, you know, it's uh, first come, first served, obviously. Um, Perry, what what are you foreseeing uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, the rally route is similar uh, every year? They, there's nothing, as you mentioned, uh, the moniker of uh, happiest race on earth. There's nothing that uh, would compare to some of the stuff that, especially recently, the uh, uh, Baja championship races, uh, you're not going to see any terrain that gets uh, just stupid crazy. Yeah, like this last uh, San Felipe 250 is really, really, and, and you, it's like you say it real often, but but it was it was 330 miles. The, the San Felipe was uh, that long this this time, and it had, I mean, it had just the worst. You know, when the Matomi wash, you know, pre-running and in the race, there were bottlenecks there because uh, it was so bad. We've never gone up Matomi Wash, and this time we did. We went, we went backwards up it, you know. And so it's even going down, you get stuck sometimes. The sand is so loose, but this time they ran it backwards, and um, there was a lot of bottlenecks, you know, pre-running and during the race. 
and then they get, then they threw in the summit on top of that. And the summit was just, whole, just horrendous, you know, with uh, with all the rain stuff, all the dirt was washed away. They just rocks. It was really good. Both places were awesome for the rock crawler guys that have four wheel drive and big tires and so on and so forth, and the horsepower to get through them. And they were awesome. Both places were awesome for them, but not not for the everyday Baja racer, you know. And we weren't. We didn't have any problems in either one. And uh, I, I, my son drove uh, Mark. He drove the uh, first section, 150 miles, and I drove the last 200 miles. And uh, we ended up um, second place, but we had no problems at, at the two places where there were bottlenecks. We were able to get there. Nobody was there, and we were able to go right on through pretty much. You know, but uh, but um, so anyway, we're, we're excited about this the Nora race. Uh, just the fact that. Uh, there's uh, it's five days racing. It's, it's kind of tough because you're away from, and not, you're not just away five days. You're day a two day or two before the race. You're you're in Ensenada for the contingency and the tech and so on and so forth. Then you have five days of racing, and then when you're done, you're you're in Cabo San Lucas or San Jose del Cabo, and that's two day drive back with the trailer. So you have to drive back to you know, halfway point. Guerrero Negro or whatever and spend the night and then next day come on home. So you're looking at uh, two days before, five days of the race and two days after. That's that's nine days of <laughs> that you're away from your home and family and work and and every day you're spending at least a thousand dollars, at least a thousand dollars a day in gas and your chasers and so on and so forth. So and hotels and motels. So it's a uh, it's it's a lot of fun, but like I said, just uh, you have to. Not just and your everyday person can can take off that many days to from work or whatever to to pull it off, you know. And it's kind of a family affair, so it's kind of cool. And and you're already in Cabo San Lucas, you might as well enjoy the scenery and the view and the fishing and stuff for one day since you're down there already and recuperate from five days of racing. And so it gets it gets pretty pricey because there's so many days that uh, that you're on the road, you know. And I say it's just between the Restaurants and the hotels and the motels and and the, the 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 chase gas and the gas for the vehicle itself that you're racing, it's uh, it's usually a, at least a grand a day, maybe two or three, depending how how the day goes, you know. But, uh, but yeah, especially about, uh, what what restaurant weeks. you're at and where you're spending the night. Yeah, so it's a, yep. it's a week from this weekend, uh, two weeks away, so we're we're humping trying to get her done. Well, Perry, listen, your amazing uh, history of uh, racing with your family and, of course, the, um, uh, the amazing uh, uh, work that your uh, family business does uh, is saluted, of course, by the industry. But the one thing that needs to be recognized, and we're, uh, we look forward to putting a spotlight on it, especially this year, is your amazing race exploits in this upcoming event that we just spoke of. Uh, stay tuned to Off-Road Live, Baja Racing News Radio Live, and BajaRacingNews.com. We'll put uh, uh, the big spotlight on the event. And uh, Perry McNeil, King of Baja, uh, thank you so much for calling in. I don't want to keep you any further because I know how much work you have to do. I'll give you a call later in the day and wrap it up with you. But thanks so much for calling in this morning, uh, Perry McNeil. Thank you very much. and may. And a, a good day to all the, all the listeners out there. Yes, sir. Perry, we'll have you again back next week, and we'll put a uh, another big spotlight on you next week. Sounds good. Thank you, sir.
Yeah. Thank you, Perry. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Uh, This is Off-Road Live from the Desert Tower Studios.